It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, what's up? Welcome. It's episode number 381 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, September 19th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode. Please make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. Ramp it up ahead of the season here. Uh, there's a team with a little bit of news going on. There's a certain team with a disgruntled star that may have asked for a trade today. If you want to hear about that, listen to Locked On Wolves, for example. And you know, if there's any local story you want to hear about, make sure you're subscribing to and listening to that uh, team-focused Locked On NBA show. For the NFL, we got team or shows for all 32 NFL teams. Got Locked On Fantasy times two, two fantasy shows in the Locked On Network. One's more of a daily look at the fantasy scene. One's more of a big picture one. So subscribe to both of those if you want to win your leagues. And if you're a college fan, there are plenty of Locked On College podcasts out there as well. If you are a fan of any program that is worth anything, you probably have a Locked On show that goes along with it. So subscribe, rate, and review. If you find a show that you like on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all those places where podcasts are discovered and listened to and downloaded or whatever the hell you do. Uh, also, for me, a little housekeeping, make sure you're checking out Raptors HQ. My uh, fifth part of my Ranking Every Raptor series is up today. This is a doozy. It goes through a lot of the bad things Brian Colangelo did for the most part. Hito Turglu, Matt Bonner, although he's not bad, but he's in there. Uh, Jermaine O'Neal, Joey Graham, lots of very sad people to talk about in that t- in today's edition of Ranking Every Raptor, so please check that out at RaptorsHQ.com. And let's get to today's show. On today's show, we're kind of deviating from the script a little bit because it was going to be a show about the Boston Celtics, but this Jimmy Butler thing's kind of thrown a loop into everything, so we are joined today by our usual Celtics correspondent, but now Jimmy Butler correspondent, Michael Pina of Vice Sports. How's it going, man? Good, Sean. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, it was nice having a little trade buzz going on at like 2 in the afternoon today, gotta say. It's, um, it's always nice to fire off jokes at the Wolves' expense and predict where a dude's going to get traded. Um, congrats to all 29 teams on getting Jimmy Butler today. Uh, very happy for all of those fan bases. Uh, so what we're going to do today is just kind of talk about the, J- the Jimmy Butler stuff. We'll push a Celtics-Raptors sort of season preview thing down the road a little bit. We'll do one with Michael or maybe John Corrales from Locked on Celtics another time. But Jimmy Butler is the news of the day. And the Raptors, I don't know. Let's start with the Raptors, I suppose. And we can go through everyone else. I'm not sure how much Raptors fans should be excited about this news that Jimmy Butler wants a deal uh, out of uh, out of Minnesota. 
obviously it's a very similar sort of trade request as it seems the Kawhi Leonard thing was. You know, one year left, and the Raptors were able to capitalize on that in a weird trade market and be able to pull out a trade that the, the team that was dealing the dude who was getting dealt, uh, you know, was okay with taking that maybe in a vacuum would not have been the best deal on the table. So maybe there's sort of a similar potential here with Butler and the Raptors. Um, but I do think there's going to be more teams that are involved in sort of pursuing Butler's services because it's not like he said outright, I want to go to LA or anything like that. He's kind of just been a little bit ambivalent about where he wants to go next season. Sounds like maybe he wants to team up with somebody, but that's all we really know. So Michael, let's start with the Raptors and sort of how you think they fit into this whole Jimmy Butler conversation. Do you think there is a chance? Do you think there's a, a, a deal out there that makes a lot of sense for the Raptors? Like, how do you think they fit into this conversation? So right after the rumors kind of broke mm-hmm. uh, where Jimmy demanded his trade, um, I wrote a piece that uh, included, you know, I think there were six teams that I listed, that not, not including the three that Jimmy had on his list. The three were, I think, the Clippers, Nets, and Knicks. Uh, so I wrote about six other teams that I thought could kind of uh, needle their way into the discussion, mm-hmm. and the Toronto Raptors uh, were on that list. Um, you know, I think if you if you want to trade, for it, it, first of all, the uh, comparison to Kawhi Leonard is pretty apt, uh, in my opinion, just because I don't think that there will be... Um, much, I mean, the offers for Jimmy aren't going to bowl of bowl Minnesota over uh, to start, and then uh, you know it's obviously a risk to trade for a guy who's on an expiring contract. Jimmy is—he uh, just turned 29, but you know he's got a ton of wear and tear on his body. He'll be 30 next season. He wants a five-year, 190 million dollar contract. So, you know, if you're Toronto, you still have some interesting assets from, uh, you know, left over from, I guess, earlier in the season when you did not give them up for <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, yeah. uh, which was uh, very smart of uh, and prudent of Masai Ujiri. Uh, so when I look at the Raptors, I mean, they're kind of in a situation where you might as well go all in you could make that case because if Kawhi leaves they're obviously in a different situation going forward um if you get someone like Jimmy Butler uh by giving up let's say OG and Serge Ibaka let's say that's a hypothetical trade that the the Timberwolves accept um look that that team right there uh you know that's (laughs) that team is very 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 good i Mm. mean they're probably the best team in the eastern conference and i say that as someone who loves the boston celtics so Mm. um so yeah i would i would consider i would say that the toronto raptors should be in the discussion to get him i don't know if they necessarily will uh have the best package um or be willing to even give up someone like ananobi for a player like butler who can uh walk uh, after this season, but I mean, uh, when you're kind of this close to winning the championship uh, or being in that conversation, it's pretty tempting to to kind of push all your chips into the center of the table. Yeah, that's kind of if I'm Masai, that's my justification for it, right? It's you know, if we bring in Jimmy Butler this season, even if it doesn't work, at least we gave it the absolute best try, and it's not like they're doing a half measure with what they've done this season, but it's not like they're clear favorites or anything in the Eastern Conference. Like, I would still probably slot Boston ahead of them. Uh, You know, it's a really tough thing to balance, and we were going to talk about this originally, but, you know, I I just... 
the, the Celtics maybe don't have the best player, but they're deeper and their starting five is incredible, yada, yada, yada. There's growth from Tatum, whatever. So it's not like the Raptors are guaranteed in anything this season. You bring in Butler and maybe that makes it that much more likely that they make it to a finals and then who knows what happens. A team with Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler... And Jonas Valanciunas, Pascal Siakam, if you can keep him, maybe there's a world in which you can make a trade with, like, DeLon Wright and Serge Ibaka. Maybe that's not enough to get it done. But, I don't know, Raptors fans are spoiled having not given up a lot for superstars in the past. So maybe that's what people are talking themselves into. If you can do that, then you're setting yourself up, like, as you said, as probably the best team in the East. And, that, and you know, not to mention just kind of blocking teams like the Celtics or Sixers, who are also on your list of six teams that you mentioned here, uh, from getting Butler themselves. So that, you know, if you're going to do it, it's sort of just like doubling down on the going all in thing for this season. And I can't imagine that's a bad message to send Kawhi's way that you're going to go get a Jimmy Butler for this run while he's here. Um, you know, again, it's so hard to play psychologist with, with, with Kawhi, but um, I think that's, you know, if the Raptors are going to do something, there's, there's definitely that reasoning that can back it. Before we get to some other teams here and continue talking about the Raptors, I want to talk about our sponsor for today, though, and that is Vivid Seats. Right now, the, the local sports scene in Toronto, for the first time in a long time, is very good. The Blue Jays season is mercifully almost over, and we got the Raptors and Leafs starting up. The Leafs had their first preseason game last night. John Tavares scored two goals because he's amazing. And if you want to go see one of these excellent sports teams, whether it's the Raptors or Leafs this season, you got to trust Vivid Seats. It's an online ticket event marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experience that lasts a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person, and Vivid Seats helps fans find their seats for their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. That includes your very good Toronto sports teams and the very good players who play for those teams. Vivid Seats offers great prices and an easy purchasing experience. With the podcast code Locked On, listeners can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more with Vivid Seats. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Enter promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee, so there's no fake tickets or anything like that. Podcast code LOCKEDON. Receive $20 off an order of $200 or more with Vivid Seats. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, now let's uh, kind of dive into some of these other teams that could be in the running, particularly in the East. You mentioned Boston and Philly in here. Maybe we can talk about them. So let's start with Boston. Boston's in a weird spot where they've built themselves to be this 
excellent juggernaut of a team. I think they're going to be fantastic this season, assuming health breaks right for them, which they've had some bad luck the last couple of seasons. Um, like, they're going to be really good, and they're kind of set up to have these young guys, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, just kind of mold into maybe more focal points of the team as guys like Al Horford age out and maybe Kyrie Irving. We don't know what's going to happen with him. Maybe the Jimmy Butler you know, thing with him kind of has a little bit of significance for his free agency plans a year from now. That's That remains to be seen, but... The Celtics team is really good and in a very good spot, and they don't necessarily need to make a move for a guy like Butler, but if you're the Celtics, what is the rationale behind going out there and making a move for Jimmy Butler? Uh, I mean, the rationale is that he's, you know, SI just had a, a top 10 player in the yeah, NBA, yeah. and so if you're the Celtics, you are obviously wanting to win your 18th championship, and I think a team that has... You know, let's just assume they could get it done without giving up Tatum or Jalen Brown, which, you know, that is dependent on the marketplace and what other teams are willing to offer. But a team that has Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, I mean, that's that's just like the East's version of the Golden State Warriors. Goddamn terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I mean, you can go interchangeable at every position. You can do a lot of really crazy things with really versatile lineups on both ends. And, so the, I mean that that that's the case for it. Um, you know the case against is that it's just such a, a massive short term play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Jimmy is old by you know relative to what the Celtics have else going for for them. Uh, he's going to be extremely expensive mm-hmm. after this season, uh, and they also have you know you brought up Kyrie Irving. Al Horford is also likely to enter free agency after this season. So if you're trying to juggle. Uh, you know, Horford, Irving, and Butler's free agency all at the same time while kind of sustaining title contention um, in this really, you know, it would be, I don't know if strange is the right word, but you're you're trying to bridge, you know, that path with, uh, you know, Tatum and Jalen and kind of getting them to be ready to be the best players on the team. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they would necessarily be there just yet if, if you were to lose uh, let's say Butler and Irving. Let's say they both wanted to go to New York or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be a risk for sure. And I don't necessarily know how much money Celtics ownership is willing to pay because keeping all those guys um, is going to be very expensive. Uh, it, that might be the cost. I, I mean, I think the Celtics are trying to uh, be the Warriors in that they are wanting to not only just win a championship, they want to sustain their title contention and be kind of the favorite for as long as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. Uh, trading for Butler could damage that. Um, it could, or it could be spectacular. But, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a risk uh, to go in for him, depending on what they give up. But, I mean, an offer that I wrote about, it's like, Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris, Gershon Yabuselli, and a pick. I, I think that that would be something that they would entertain. Yeah, and they have enough in the way of future picks that even if they trade like the Memphis pick they have, they still have that one, right? Like, they probably yeah. are still fine because they have that Kings pick for next year, which is also ridiculous and uh, could very well be like a the number two pick. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think the, the the risk is there for the Celtics. I do think, like... They have enough, and there's so much, so much good stuff going for them. And I've kind of felt like this about them for the last couple of years, and it's absolutely maddening as a person who can't stand the Celtics. Um, like they have enough stuff going for them that 
I, I think like they could make this and maybe it kind of like they could make a play for Butler and it still wouldn't screw things up enough for them to really be knocked off track, which oh boy. Uh <laughs> that that as someone who is a fan of a team in the same conference and is fighting for the same thing, it is very, very daunting I, to think I about. Should, yeah, I should also quickly mention that Jimmy Butler, you know, the past two years has not really gotten along with his teammates. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the Celtics, kind of what makes them as uh, great as they've been despite injuries, such as last year's run to the Eastern Conference Finals, the year before as well, you know, um, they just have this uh, camaraderie and this culture and this kind of uh, everybody buys into their role and just kind of excels in it. And no one really has anything to say publicly in terms of discontent with Brad Stevens or the front office or anything like that. Um, there's no guarantee that if you trade for Butler, you know, all of a sudden he's pu- making public statements about how he wants more touches, how Kyrie is shooting too much, how Jalen. Uh, you know, isn't disciplined on the defensive end, calling guys out. I mean, it's like that could be a true disruptive presence. And that's also something that a team like the Celtics will weigh before they make such a huge move. Yeah, I think like to bring it back to the Raptors, that also kind of has to be a consideration considering how fraught with the potential for this season to go haywire. Like, I don't think it's going to. I think it's going to work pretty well, but... Considering everything at play, you have Nick Nurse as a new coach, you got Kawhi, and you're trying to sell him on your culture and your team going forward. And, like, Jimmy Butler, I have a hard time trying to pin where all of the angst around Butler comes from because, obviously, he's played in, like, not great situations. The, the Bulls under Fred Hoiberg were a disaster, and obviously he was disgruntled with that. And then he goes to... A situation which, in theory, he should like. It's got a couple good young players to work with. It's not, you know, whatever the Bulls had when he was still with the Bulls. He's got Tom Thibodeau, he's got, who's got a good long working relationship with, and you figure that's going to work out well. And, like, a year later, we're in this position. So, are we sure Jimmy Butler's not, like, kind of a cause of a lot of the malcontent that happens in the locker rooms he's in? So... About a year ago, I spent a couple of days with Jimmy in California, mm. and you know we, we talked about this quite a bit, just because it was the season after uh, he left Chicago. It was like a, a few weeks after that he was traded, and obviously he didn't, he hadn't yet met his his teammates in Minnesota. But we were talking a lot about just um, you know why it kind of combusted in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And he knows himself. <laughs> he knows that he is really difficult, a difficult personality to be around in a professional environment if you are not uh, as serious about your craft as he is. And he is extremely serious about basketball mm-hmm. and about his body and about being disciplined. And to go into a situation where I mean, it's not a coincidence that he did not get along with the younger players um, in Chicago. And it's not a coincidence that in Minnesota, where, you know, Andrew Wiggins is, I think he was 22 last season and Towns was 21. I mean, those guys are just kind of in a different stage of their life and they don't have as much knowledge and as much experience uh, as Butler. And they may not have taken things as seriously uh, off the court uh, and on the court as he did. 
I mean, when you look at just the numbers, you know, the, the t- according to Clean in the Glass, the Timberwolves were a 61-win team with Butler on the floor mm-hmm. and a 29 team, 29-win team when he was off. <laughs> and the defense was, I mean, it completely collapsed when Jimmy wasn't on the floor. Uh, Carl Towns and Wiggins both, you know, didn't really take steps forward on that end, and that was super frustrating. And I think is also a factor in him wanting to leave right now. So Jimmy is very complicated. Um, uh, he's a complicated character, um, but I mean, you know what you're getting on the floor with him, and that's why he's so attractive to other teams, and why this is such big news. Yeah, totally fair. I think I feel like him and Kyle Lowry would get along really well. Just be like team. Or, or they'd kill each other. Yeah, yeah, they'd be one of the two. Would, yeah, there's no in between. Uh, and I feel like. If you're going to bring in Jimmy Butler, it's probably a good thing they didn't bring Bebe back. Is, uh, this, this will be my last take on that. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience. And without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Uh, let's quickly run through some of these other East teams that could potentially be in the running. Uh, the Sixers at the third East team that you mentioned in your group of six. Um, you know, that would probably, I, I kind of tier the Sixers below Boston and Toronto right now just because I did, like, they lost. Bellinelli and Ilyasova, which shouldn't matter, but they were so important to them at the end of last year that I'm not sure you know we can pencil them in to just be the same juggernaut they were at the end of the season. And you know we'll, we'll see what happens with Embiid and, and Simmons. And, and I just think the roster is not as deep and sexy as it is in Boston or Toronto. I don't think. But if they got Jimmy Butler, that changes things. Um, what do you think like a package might look like for the Sixers that might be competitive? And like where would the Sixers be? in relation to Boston and Toronto if they made this deal in your mind? Well, so the Sixers reportedly were not willing to give up uh, Markel Fultz uh, in uh, the trade with San Antonio mm. uh, to try to get Kawhi. Uh, I think Fultz would... I mean, I say this, we don't know what other teams are willing to offer. Yeah. Um, I think Fultz... I personally would surrender Fultz for Jimmy... Because I just feel like I feel like Fultz is a, a pretty big gamble right now. You don't know what you're going to get with him. Uh, if you add Jimmy Butler to Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, I mean, it just it lifts the ceiling of your team to just a ridiculous level. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, last season when they went out in five games against a depleted Celtics team, you just saw their youth and their inexperience and. Um, you know, uh, they didn't have a, a playmaker who could relieve the stress from Ben Simmons, uh, particularly when, you know, the Celtics would just sag off of him all the time and he would dribble full speed into Aaron Baines at the elbow and then, 
the play would basically be over. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you could throw the ball out to someone like Jimmy Butler. He can run a pick and roll. He's a fantastic distributor. He can get to the free throw line. He could defend the other team's best player. He is just such an incredible force. And it, it sounds silly to say this, but the, the Sixers, I, I don't think their window is as wide open given the questions with Embiid's health and with Simmons' inability to shoot. Um, that are still lingering and ongoing and will persist until they're proven wrong. Uh, I think that their window is not really that wide open. And if they can get someone like Jimmy, they should do it. Yeah, I uh, I kind of have a take about the Sixers. It might be an extremely bad and hot take, but I do think if any team has the potential to get themselves into the situation that the Wolves are currently in, it might be the Sixers, considering the health of Embiid and just you know the the different things going on there and obviously Butler that would be a nice little bit of symmetry for my take but um, <laughs> I uh, I'm also the most terrified if I'm like a, as a Raptors fan I think the team I'm most worried about it happening for is the Sixers because that's just another very obvious roadblock if Butler's on that team that you have to deal with and then maybe it's another second round loss in in the the, the darkest timeline. Um, so that's something I'm definitely concerned about. Keeping an eye on from Raptors fan. Some other East teams we threw out there. We don't really take you talk that much about the West. Sorry, did you want to say something? No, I mean, I, all I would just add to that is that if you add Jimmy Butler to a team that has Embiid and Simmons, you know, a big concern about paying Butler is that you know he's a cons- consistently has been in the league leader for minutes played, yeah. and there's uh, anticipation that he will wear down sooner than later. Uh, you know, if you add him to a team that has such high usage talent, young talent, and Simmons and Embiid, I think that that kind of mitigates that risk just a little bit. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, going to the other East teams that you mentioned in this piece as sort of secondary options that might be able to get throw their hat in the ring. You mentioned the Cavs, you mentioned the Pistons, you mentioned the Heat, who were kind of thrown out there early on as one of the teams that Butler might be interested in going to. That wasn't in the ultimate report by Woj, but it was out there. Uh, there's the Wizards. Obviously, the Knicks and Nets are in there. And you can throw in a West team if there's one that really compels you. Of all of these teams, just as like a basketball fan, who would you be most interested in seeing Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Butler end up on this season? That is a terrific question. Uh, I... <laughs> I uh... I don't know, man. I mean, I think Toronto would be super interesting. I think the teams that we've already talked about are just because of the talent level that's right. already there. Right. Uh, you know, when we look at the East, I don't know how much he's moving the needle in any of the teams that you just listed. Yeah. Um, beyond Philly, Toronto, and the Celtics, it's it's like the East is just so wretched. Uh, like if he goes to Miami, they will be. Miami would be hellacious and incredibly annoying, but they're not going to go to the finals. Yeah, they'd be like a really good four seed that puts the number one seed in like a little trouble for a couple games in the second round, but then loses. Right, and I I think the same logic applies to a team like the Wizards, and I I didn't include the Bucks on this list, but I guess you could throw them into this conversation. Um, I don't know how good of a fit Butler is with Giannis, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Um, and then just, I mean, every other team in the East is likely going to be in the lottery. Um, <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, I mean, and then you have 
like a team like Detroit that I, I threw in there. I mean, they're they're desperate, but they really don't have attractive assets unless they were willing to do something silly. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just I don't know how many suitors there really are in the East. If you're if you want to trade for Jimmy Butler on his expiring deal. Um, you should do it thinking that you can win the championship and there just aren't too many teams in the East that can do that. Right, makes sense. I would love the Wizards to do it just because of the... I mean, that team is already probably going to self-combust at some point considering all the personalities there, but if you throw Jimmy Butler there, like, how much would he hate Dwight? It'd be... Mwah. <laughs> yeah, that would be brutal. Oh my god. I'm, I'm rooting for the Wizards now. I'm, I'm so excited for this Wizards team. They're going to be so dumb. <laughs> Uh, Michael, do you have any uh, parting shots about Jimmy Butler before we wrap this thing up? I love Jimmy. He's my guy. Yeah. Um, and I'm just kind of surprised, honestly, that he, he just that, that this happened. I just it's so it puts Tibbs in such an awful place, and by all accounts, their relationship is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just. It, it's a little perplexing to me, honestly. And you know, Woj's recent, most recent report was that it. I mean, Woj's most recent report downplayed the Carl Anthony Towns as kind of a factor in Butler's thinking. But it's hard to come up with any real substantive reasons why Jimmy would want out so badly um, beyond just, I guess, hating Minnesota for no discernible reason. But he seemed to love it last year. So, I don't know. It's a really, uh, it's a really interesting situation, and I hope he finds a place where he can be happy. That would be wonderful for everyone. Yeah, I also am not counting out like Tibbs just being super stubborn and saying, "Nope, we're gonna make it work." I'm gonna yell ice at Jimmy for another full season and see if he wants to stick around. <laughs> and, like uh, maybe oh, they entirely kind of, possible. Yeah, like I mean, what do the Wolves really have to gain from trading him right now? Right? Because like we've talked about the market, it's not particularly robust. Probably, um, it's very co- similar to the Kawhi thing. And like, I guess the other side of the coin is they go for it this season. Maybe they make the playoffs. And like, I guess the upside is you convince him that actually this is where he wants to be. And I guess they would know internally better what they think the odds of that are than anyone else outside. But um, you could almost make an argument if the offers aren't going to be enormous, then maybe you just try to ride it out and see if you can kind of convince them over the course of the year and do sort of the in-house version of what the Thunder did with Paul George. And he didn't want to, he wanted to go to LA. He comes to the Thunder and sticks around. It's sort of what the Raptors are trying to do with Kawhi. You just do it with a guy you already have. And maybe one more year of Wiggins or... Uh, or Towns developing and becoming better defenders or whatever. Maybe Luol Deng makes him happy. I don't know. Um, maybe there's a case to be made that the Wolves should just ride it out and see if they can convince him to stick around. I just want to say one last thing. Yeah. My favorite fake trade uh, is Butler to the Rockets for Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker. That's and fun. I, I like, I, it's kind of, I, I mean, I, I honestly don't think a trade like this would happen had the Raptors and the Spurs not kind of laid the groundwork with the win now kind of DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertl, win now trade for a, a superstar in his prime. Because mm-hmm. you never see trades like that where it's, you know, the Timberwolves are basically trading for, you know, nothing that can help them in the future um, and adding money on as well, which mm-hmm. is just, it's just 
not wise, but you can kind of see how that works on the court and how those two would complement what they already have there. Um, so that would just be a really interesting trade. And then you obviously put Butler with Harden and Chris Paul and Carmelo and Clint Capella, and that's just a whole different animal right there. So I think that would probably be my favorite situation. Yeah, I'm down for that trade. And like, give me a, another crazy Rockets Warriors Western final. I'm all for that. Um, Michael, man, this was great. Thank you so much for coming on. I know it was a busy day for you reacting to uh, this news and everything. So thank you for your time. Do you have anything recent that you want to plug? No, Sean. Uh, my guy, thank you so much for having me. Uh, basically, just what I wrote about Jimmy uh, <laughs> today, I guess, is what I want to plug. Right. So check that out on vicesports.com. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Right on, at Michael V. Pina on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Woodley Sean. You can subscribe, rate, and review to Locked on Raptors on iTunes. It's the best way to support the show. I tell you a million times, and if you haven't left a rating or review yet, you're probably not going to, but please reconsider that stance. It's very helpful for the algorithms and the rankings and all that stuff. Um, and also make sure you're checking out Ranking Every Raptor. Five posts now up, players 220 through 61 ranked in Raptors history. Uh, today was a big-ass post because there was a lot of uh, content with guys like Mike James and Charlie Villanueva and, as I mentioned, Hito and a whole bunch of other dudes who deserved a lot of time and analysis. And, uh, you know, so make sure you're checking that out at Raptors HQ. And uh, I appreciate all the feedback I've gotten on that so far. And the next post will be out players 50, 60 through 31 on Monday morning sometimes. So keep an eye out for that as well. I'll be back again tomorrow at some point. Not exactly sure when but uh, or what we're talking about, but I'll be back again with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Until then, have a good night, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.